yeah, better than this. I don't know what I'm doing. I can't do this shit. What's better than this? Guys, being dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast, presented by Locked On. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs from the Draft Network, and we are your hosts here on this Wednesday edition of the show. It is time for the November Mock Draft. Kyle, welcome. Yeet! Ready to go, man. I'm fired up. Hey, before we do, uh, we have a changing of the guard that needs to be acknowledged. Oh, I don't. Do I know about this? It's been mentioned in the TDN Slack at one point today. Oh, okay. We have a new king. Do you remember at the start of the season, Jacoby Brissett's Twitter was the best football Twitter account Yeah. in existence? Yeah. Those screenshots gave me okay. the, the most active tweet I've ever produced. The The quarterback, the best quarterback Twitter account on the internet was Jacoby Brissett. He since right. stopped tweeting in season. Andrew Luck retired. He wanted to get focused and dialed in. He stopped tweeting. We have a new best quarterback Twitter account, and it's Joe Burrow. We've kind of, you know, had some chuckles at some of the the shit talk that he's posted after the Alabama game. But I've I'm now following Joe Burrow, and he's like retweeting memes and stuff like that. And he is easily the most entertaining quarterback Twitter account on this website. Just want to let you know. Joey Burrow. Is Joey Burrow going to go number one in this mock draft? I don't know. You have the first overall pick with the Cincinnati Bengals. And dun, 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 dun. you're now on the clock, sir. Uh, real quick, I want to make a, a phone call here. I want to check in with his head coach and uh, just – See if this is definitely a player that I can uh, build my team around moving forward with Cincinnati Bengals. So uh, try to get Coach O on the phone here if I can. Is he not going to answer? Yo. Oh, Coach. Coach. Hey, hey. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Vince Tobin here with the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, thinking about drafting hey, Joe Burrow. Hey, good, good, good. I- I'm thinking about taking your quarterback here, number one overall. Uh, any concerns or is this the way to go? No, man. I'll tell you what, Joe Burrow. He's the number one pick in the draft, the first round pick. He'll be he'll do great work for you. Oh, okay, all right. Uh, do you think he'll get he'll fit in well with my locker room, uh, all that type of stuff? No, he's a leader, man. I'll tell you what, man. Blue collar attitude. He brings his best stuff every single day. He'll look to go out throwing the rain. You send him out in the Ohio River. He'll go throwing out in the river. Just hmm. throw with a wet ball. Likes doing all that kind of stuff. Oh wow. Okay. All right. Well, I appreciate you, you coach. Uh, that makes the decision very easy for me. Uh, yeah, look, I'm not going against Coach O. I'll tell you that. Joe Burrow, new franchise quarterback for, for the uh for the Cincinnati Bengals. It's 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 in it's booked in. I love the match there with Zach Taylor and uh them wanting to employ a a Rams like offense, uh, but with a much, I think, smarter quarterback with Joe Burrow. And um excited to see what his athleticism and what his football intelligence can bring to that Zach Taylor offense. And they've got some interesting pieces in place around him already. Get that offensive line right, and uh, let's uh, let's reset the narrative here in Cincinnati with Joe Burrow at number one. Joe, I'm a little disappointed you didn't let me talk to Coach O there a little bit. 
every time, man. I, 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 just, I, miss, I missed him last time. Yeah. I steal it. I, you know, I, I just, it was like last time I didn't have you around. And so I just got back in that mode and yeah, I'm sorry, man. Next time it's, I'll, it's I'll get a little you selfish of you, but that's, that's fine. We're, we're on the Cincinnati. Well, Joe hey, look, we, we, we could have some additional LSU players drafted here in this first round where we can phone them in. You can phone them in. I, we've got them on speed dial at this point. Sure, 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 sure. Okay. Well, I'm in charge of the Washington Redskins and uh, I'm perusing who's available, Joe. Some people think this team's taking a quarterback and I laugh in the face of those people. No way. Dan Snyder, Bruce Allen, way too egotistical to admit their fault after a year. And that's not even to say Dwayne Haskins might not even be bad. So let's build around Dwayne Haskins. Joe, I'm drafting my number one rated offensive tackle with this pick. Tristan Wirfs, number two to the Washington Redskins. Wirfs has shown this year he can play on either side of the line of scrimmage. I think he's more athletically gifted. I think he's more scheme diverse. I think he's more... Um, of an effective mirror kind of player. And he's still very physical at the point of attack versus Andrew Thomas, the other uh, generally considered top-rated offensive tackle, uh, Andrew Thomas from Georgia. Well, the the New York Giants are extremely happy to have Chase Young fall to them. And number three, big-time needed edge rusher, Chase Young, the best prospect in the class. This one's easy. Chase Young to the New York Giants, a pick number three. Well, and listen, Miami Dolphins are on the clock at four, and there's a whole lot of hand-wringing going on because Dolphins fans have been told for eight months, you have to go 0-16 and be historically bad to get the savior of your franchise to a Tunga Viola. This process is fluid, and here we are right now, the Dolphins having won their last two games, potentially, and in this this hypothetical, picking fourth, and Tunga Viola falls right into their lap. Tunga Viola. Wow. I had a little lapse there. Joe. Mm, mm. Take me. We're talking about before the season, you know, so it puts me in that mentality to a Tunga Viola quarterback, Miami Dolphins with the fourth pick. Lock it in. I'm up with the New York Jets, the the committed New York Jets to one Adam Gase here. Pick number five. Whew, we got a lot of needs, brother. We can get us a Jerry Judy. We can get us a top corner and Jeffrey Akuda. But I think there's nothing more important than protecting. Sam Darnold, the franchise quarterback. I think Andrew Thomas is the best offensive tackle in the class. Both of the Jets' starting offensive tackles are both free agents. Let's get him a a, uh, legit blindside protector, a franchise-caliber offensive lineman, and Andrew Thomas to start shoring things up in front of Sam Darnold. You're right. You know, I got a little like something you, I'm battling you, you in sound my sound like you were here. turning into Ed Odron there for a second. <laughs> no, Ed, Ed Odron, no. I, <clears throat> I can't, yeah, I'm not, I'm not good at it. <laughs> Thanks, man. I was really just hoping to get through that and take a sip of water. But (laughs) So the Atlanta Falcons are on the clock with the sixth pick. And um, defensively, this team has needs. And you could go with a pass rusher here. You could go uh, with a linebacker here like Isaiah Simmons. But, Joe, I'm going to go with the best available player to position a need, and that's Jeffrey Okuda at this point, the corner from Ohio State. Want to plug him into this defense. They play in a pass-happy division in the NFC South. Lots of teams that like to air it out. So the Falcons really got to make sure they're fortified on defense. And just based on pure value, I think Akuda is the best available player to position of need. I'm up with the Cleveland Browns. 
interesting team here, right? Because I'd love to go offensive tackle. I'd love to go safety. But I got a different idea here. I like the idea of adding Isaiah Simmons to this defense. A true middle-of-the-field type presence. A guy that can give you range, that can take away matchup problems with big tight ends and cover running backs out of the backfield, play sideline to sideline, come downhill. I think this is the type of player in the middle of this defense that is really lacking. I think Joe Schobert has somewhat of a role. I think he's declined a bit. I like Mac Wilson, but I think you can add Isaiah Simmons to this defense and really give it a true freak in the middle to go with a really good pair of young corners, some exciting young defensive linemen. Now let's get that true blue chip centerpiece on the second level in Isaiah Simmons and have some fun here with this defense. Now, I I am shocked you did not go with Grant Delpit here. Grant Delpit, I mean, uh, Grant Delpit's got to tackle better, man. He does have to tackle better. You're right. Um, I, I think saw on social, uh, Dane Brugler or Daniel Jeremiah, one of those two was working through his tape. Was it Dane? It was Dane. And uh, had mentioned that he counted four missed tackles for Delpit in that Alabama game. Um, he moved good, which was one of our concerns with the the, the bulky ankle issue that he had. But uh, let's let's go ahead and move on with Grant Delpit. Still on the board here, Joe. Since are uh, the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers are another team that's kind of in a weird spot here. Uh, some of their primary needs, uh, offensive line defensive line slash pass rush. You can make a case for a guy like Grant Delpit. I'm going to get a pick that I know Bucks fans aren't really going to like all that much, but it's one of those instances where it might not be the sexiest move you can make, but I think it's the best move they can make. I'm going to give the Bucks my best available defensive lineman, and that's Derek Brown. The defensive tackle from Auburn and Dominic Sue is on a contract year. He signed a one-year deal. He's kind of become this mercenary that bounces around from year to year. You got Vita Vey as a big presence. Derek Brown is more of a penetration-style presence. Put those two guys in front of Devin White, and guess what? Nobody's going to touch Devin White as your middle linebacker in the run game. Uh, Derek Brown, penetration potential is there. Big, heavy hands, big, thick body, kind of help them control the line of scrimmage. I like that fit a lot for the Bucks when considering Sue is in a contract year. Man, this is such an interesting spot here for the Denver Broncos at number nine. Some player, A player that really stands out that I just don't think should be here. And I'd love to go offensive tackle. I, I'd love to go cornerback. But Kyle, Jerry Judy's on the board. Wide receiver Alabama, number nine overall. To me, this is a, a sprint to the podium. Best player available, should not be available. Go get him. I know I have Cortland Sutton, but uh, I, I can I can continue to build this weaponry up in the passing game for whoever is going to be playing quarterback, whether that's going to be Drew Locke or another investment. But I, I just I can't I can't let Jerry Judy fall any more than than this. And he's going to be the pick here for the the Broncos. Tell you what, you broke my heart, Joe. Hoping to get him for uh, for Kyler here at number I'm 10, so, weren't you? I'm, I'm Steve. Steve Kime is hanging his head right now in just pure disappointment that we were one pick away from getting Jerry Judy to pair with Kyler Murray. I could pair CeeDee Lamb there. But, but, but. I think more important than skill players for Kyler Murray is protection. 
for Kyler Murray. And there is an offensive lineman that is available right now that I think is worthy of a top 10 selection. And it's Jedrick Wills, the offensive tackle from Alabama. We've talked about him pretty extensively on this show about how he's very, very good with his lower half, his mechanics, his pass protections, his pass sets. Arizona's going to do a lot of passing of the football now that they've got who they think is a franchise quarterback. So go ahead and sign me up for Jedrick Wills being the pick here for the Arizona Cardinals. I have the impossible task of picking for the Detroit Lions because no matter who I pick here, Lions fans are going to be mad at me. That's what we've learned about Detroit Lions fans. I know one thing they don't want is a cornerback. So I won't give you that. I think they got some issues on the interior of this offensive line. I think Joe Dahl's been an underwhelming player so far. And I think I can add Tyler Biotis, offensive lineman from Wisconsin to the mix here. Put him at center or guard. Figure that out between him and Frank Ragnow and really improve this interior offensive line and help them to uh, be a more consistent team on the line of scrimmage. So I, I just feel like it's a big need and I love Tyler Biotis. I think this is kind of the right range for him and uh, we'll, we'll give them a new interior offensive lineman and I'll get yelled at. Okay, Joe, the LA chargers are on the clock. Did we clarify that this is based off the current draft order? Uh, you just did. Okay, good. I just want to make sure nobody gets triggered online about anything that's that's happening right now and you don't like where your team's picking, talk to your team. Okay, because that's that's why we're here. Um, challenging proposition to draft for the Chargers because their needs are offensive line, offensive line, and more offensive line. And we've already seen four offensive linemen go with Tristan Wirf, Sandra Thomas, Tyler Beattis and Jedrick Wills now off the board in the first 11 picks. And Joe, I, I don't think I want to force it here. But then I look at the rest of the board, and I don't love anything I see right here. Chargers are using a bit of their clock here. I apologize. I think I'm going to give them the best available player at a position of need. And I think that's going to be Christian Fulton from LSU. I think that's the pick. I would pick Grant Delpit as a pure best player available. But they got Desmond King in the nickel. They've got, when he's healthy, Derwin James at safety. Adrian Phillips is in this secondary as well. Chargers just hurt. And um, I think an outside corner would really help them. They got Casey Hayward. Uh, on the other side of the hymn is still a to-be-determined. Uh, so go ahead and give me Christian Fulton, who had a good showing, a really good showing against Alabama, uh, as my other corner on the other side opposite Casey Hayward to help fortify this Chargers secondary that has to face the likes of the Oakland Raiders as a passing offense and the, the Kansas City Chiefs. All right, I'm up here with the Jacksonville Jaguars, and I, I'm I, this is another Jerry Judy – Jerry Judy situation here. He fell to the Broncos. Uh, C.D. Lamb, he, he's the pick here for the the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think D.J. Chark's done some good things this year. They have some guys that I think fit well for the slot, but a true you know alpha opposite Chark would be a wonderful thing for 
whether it's uh, Nick Foles or Gardner Minshew, who likes to work off script. And, you know, C.D. Lamb is a player that knows how to handle the scramble drill quite well, as we've learned. So give me a, a true alpha playmaker here in C.D. Lamb, and let's uh, let's make the Jaguars offense great again. Okay, Joe. The Oakland Raiders are on the clock. Raiders. And I'm sitting here thinking about the Raiders. And they, they probably would have loved to have seen CeeDee Lamb on the board. Yeah. Uh, but he gone, as they say. And uh, now the Raiders are looking at what I struggle with with the Raiders, right, is the Raiders are a team that made it very clear with the way they drafted last year that they, they covet what? Physicality, yeah, toughness, physical style of play. Is Grant Delpit that kind of player? Is Grant Delpit a tone setter in the secondary? Might have to call Coach Joe. I don't know, man. I don't know. I might have to get on the phone with John Gruden here in a minute. (laughs) Got his number. Henry Ruggs is Henry Ruggs a physical player? I think so. Let me let me ring up John. I got two players in mind. Ring, ring. Yeah, man. Coach Gruden. This 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 Kyle Krabs, man. What what the heck do you need, Coach? Right now? Coach, listen. It's good to talk with you, Coach. We're on the clock here for the Raiders in our our uh, draft dudes mock draft, and I'm sitting here and I'm looking at wide receiver Henry Rooks, and I know you guys really liked Antonio Brown. Before he decided he didn't want to play and be a part of the the Raiders. Um, Let me stop you right there, man. We don't mention the words Antonio Brown anymore. You know, that was that was something hard on the entire team. And nobody's knocking on wood anymore when it comes to A.B. So you 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 just be careful, Mr. Krabs, when you talk to me and bringing up Antonio Brown. Coach, I'm thinking about giving you guys a weapon that could fill some of the void and create some more explosiveness in your wide receiver course. That sound like something that you feel like your roster needs a little bit of. <laughs> Man, I tell you, I just met my Z receiver last week, Zay Jones. I only got him because I needed a Z receiver, and this guy's name began with Z. <laughs> there you have it. Okay, thanks, Coach. Lock it in. Henry Ruggs is going to the Oakland Raiders here at 14. Get some speed. Can play that AB role. I don't want to say his full name. I just got yelled at by Coach Gruden. So, Oakland Raiders, or I guess Las Vegas Raiders at this point, drafting Henry Ruggs. <laughs> Kyle, you think I hung up the phone, man? I didn't. Let me tell you what. Now, this Henry Ruggs, this isn't a guy you just want to sweep under the carpet, if you know what I mean. This guy can play. All right, I'm up. Uh, I'm up now. Jeez. Uh, let me see here. Who do I got? The Tennessee Titans, another yeah, challenging team to pick from. Titans. All right. I got the Titans. Let me get this Henry Ruggs pick in here. All right. I got the Titans, man. Um, do I do it, Kyle? Do I give them another quarterback from Oregon? People are going to be mad about that. And I know I just made the Lions fans mad. The Jaguars fans a few weeks ago wanted nothing to do with CD Lamb. So I do want do I want to piss off another fan base? Hmm. I like some edge players that are here. I like some interior defensive linemen that are here. 
We can't, we, we, we can't pay Marcus Mariota and we can't rely on Ryan Tannehill. We've got to take another dart and throw it at the board in our efforts to get the next franchise quarterback. And do they have Tannehill under contract for next year? I think they I do. So. Yeah. I can have Tannehill as my built-in bridge to Justin Herbert, let Mariota walk, and and have a new course, a, 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 an identified course at the position. Let's get the uh, let's get Justin Herbert here for the Titans at number fifteen. Lock it in. Philadelphia Eagles at sixteen. Joe, we're going with a corner. Yeah, we're going to go with the best Could corner I... available, as far as I'm concerned. Alabama's Trayvon Diggs, who did not have the best showing in the world against LSU. Jamar Chase gave him fits. Diggs trying to tackle Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, but he's got length. He's got ball skills. I think Philly will covet that, considering some of the corners that they have, namely Jalen Mills, Rasul Douglas, ball skills not being something that has been a strength of them at the NFL level. Give me Trayvon Diggs here to the Eagles. All right, so we got uh, the next... Raiders first round pick Henry Ruggs with the first one. Um, I think I know what I'm doing here. I'm going to do this. Uh, linebacker Dylan Moses for the Oakland wow. Raiders. Yeah, no, it's got to happen. This team doesn't have anything on the second level. They have no speed. And and Moses is a guy that you go back to his 18 tape because he's out for the year with an ACL. You saw the, uh, a high urgency, a high urgency type physical linebacker that is tailor made for today's NFL and. Paul Gunther, I don't know what his affinity is for these slow-ass linebackers. He's been trotting out there for years, whether it's been with Oakland or Cincinnati. But I'm going to continue to fight against that being a true thing, give them a guy with some range, and, and really be a, that that guy that can be the face of the defense. So uh, double-dipping with Alabama players here for the Raiders, but uh, Henry Ruggs and Dylan Moses, is it looks like that's going to be the tandem here. Okay, so Indianapolis Colts are now on the clock at 18. Joe, I could tell you the Grant Delpit slide's not going to stop here. I'm looking at Javon Kinlaw with this pick, and I think it makes a ton of sense. Oh, do you yeah. know who the Colts? Do you know who the Colts three tech is? There was a Danico Autry. Yeah, it is Danico Autry, yeah. which is like he's an okay football player, All right? But if you're going to have a blue chip stalwart defensive front, is Danico Autry going to be that presence, or would you rather have Javon Kinlaw in there? Kinlaw. I absolutely agree with you. And and I don't think quarterback uh, Jacoby Brissett, I think he's played well enough to kind of earn himself uh, some extended time. Uh, I think they can win with him. I don't think they can win and do a deep, deep postseason run with him, but they'll have to find that out for themselves. I think he's inspired enough confidence there that he's not so eager to be replaced that we're just going to grab QB four off the board here at 18. Give me Javon Kinlaw to the Colts. I got the Carolina Panthers here at number 19. Uh, a lot of different directions I can go here that would make sense. But this is a team that I think has some big free agents they're going to have to deal with. Uh, Greg Van Roten, their starting left guard. Uh, they're going to have uh, James Bradbury, young cornerback, uh, Shaq Thompson. Uh, Gerald McCoy is a free agent. Um, it's time to st- talk about contract extensions for Christian McCaffrey. It's uh, it's one of these deals here, deals here where a player like Trey Boston, who's very meaningful for them, but a free agent is somebody that I don't anticipate them being able to bring back. And so I think this is the right spot for Grant Delpit. You have a really good tackler next to him in Eric Reed. 
And um, I can use that versatility with Grant Delpit to play all over the formation defensively for me. Uh, you got a really good pass rush that you started to build there in Carolina. I think he'd be the type of player to to let uh, things happen in front of and, and use his instincts to get him around the football, make plays in the ball, put him in some man coverage situations, and then hopefully that tackling can improve, which is something that has improved for other players. I don't think it's a true kiss of death, but I think this is the right stop for the Grant Delpit slide to, fall, to, to end. So pick 20 right now is the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yep. And it belongs to the Jaguars courtesy of the trade for Jalen Ramsey. And if it's me, I'm picking the guy who can replace Jalen Ramsey as a starter in this defense with this pick. I think it's the appropriate value. You think about some of the other primary needs that they have. Linebacker, top two linebackers off the board. I'm not ready to pick Kenneth Murray here. Uh, tight end, as much as it is a need, there's nobody that's even remotely close to being a value with the 20th overall pick in the draft. So I'm looking at cornerback. I know they have some decisions to make with their own free agents. I know Yannick Ngakwe is kind of on the cusp here of a free agency, but corner with the absence of Jalen Ramsey is the most pressing issue for me. And Joe, this might be a little bit of a surprise, but I'm not going to draft Paulson Adebo here. I know which corner I would take. Which corner would you take? Sean Wade. Uh, AJ Terrell is my pick. Ooh, don't hate it. I like Terrell on the outside. I think Wade can play outside, but Wade has done a lot of his work at Ohio State from the slot. They have Damon Arnett. They have Jeff Okuda. Wade has been the guy that's been inside a little bit more than outside. Terrell has a large body of work as an outside corner. I think he's having a nice year this year. Let's go ahead and lock him in at 20 to the Jacksonville Jaguars. All right, I'm up with the Dallas Cowboys. I have all the hard teams to pick for this time. I think that's just kind of how it goes. Uh, I think needs in the secondary really stand out for Dallas. Uh, could go corner, could go safety, could go interior defensive line with a guy like Marvin Wilson. The guy that really pops for me is Xavier McKinney from Alabama. You can use him in so many different ways as um, you know, a deep one-high safety, split zones, play him up in the box against the run, which he really excelled with against LSU. He's got ball skills, and um, I think he'd be the right type of player at, to add to the mix. They looked at and trading for Jamal Adams recently. And I'm not saying Xavier McKinney is Jamal Adams, but I think he does offer that type of versatility. And uh, I think that's something that they're looking for in their, in their, uh, their, their defensive backfield. And this is a guy that you can line him up in man coverage against the tight ends. Let, you know, the Philadelphia Eagles bring to the table, of course, Evan Ingram with the giants. So he's a good piece for the division and a good piece for this defense. So Xavier McKinney to the Cowboys at 21. Okay, Joe. Xavier McKinney is the pick, which puts the Miami Dolphins on the clock. And if you would have told me a couple months ago that the Dolphins could draft A.J. Epinesa <laughs> yeah. at 22, I'd have been stunned. But guess what? They ain't drafting A.J. Epinesa. Oh, you're passing. Think about I am passing. Dude, I almost wrote AJ it down. Epinesa. I almost locked that Don't in. Don't write it down. Wow. Good. And the little dramatic flair is what I'm here for. <laughs> Think about the Dolphins this season, mid-season, were engaged in conversation, or b before the season, right before the season, were engaged in conversations with the Houston Texans about potentially trading for Jadavion Clowney, right? 
And you think about Clowney and what he was able to do with Houston as a guy. You move all over your defense, goes up to Seattle, and he's that, that exact same kind of player. And Clowney had a banner game against the 49ers uh, this past Monday night. Knowing the Dolphins had their eyes on that kind of chess piece type player in the front seven, they can rush the passer, get into inside gaps, do stand-up work from a two-point stance. And then I look at Caleb on chase on. And that's the model, that's the mold that I want for him because like Clowney, Chason's not a guy that's going to win a ton in raw pass rush reps off the edge. But as a guy you can move around, a guy who has the athletic versatility to be a playmaker in a bunch of different roles, Chason makes a ton of sense. And I think it is a defense where Chason could be maximized with his versatility relative to a lot of other defenses that would want him to be a plug-and-play style player. All right, I dig it. I like what you did there. So they've so far their their first round looks like Tua, Tua and Chase on. and Chase on, and then they got another pick here at twenty six. I have the Kansas City Chiefs at pick number twenty three, and we got to help this pass defense because it continues to be a problem. Uh, a little while ago, I kind of teased the corner that I would pick, and, and I'm going to go with him here. Sean Wade, Ohio State cornerback to the Kansas City Chiefs. Think he can play inside and outside. Ball skills are there. Physical, man coverage uh, type of player. He's 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 one of those guys that you, you want that dog mentality and a guy that's going to play a versatile role for you on the back end. And I think this is a, the type of player that the Chiefs need to, to add. So, Sean Wade, let's get this pass defense Humming a little bit uh, with the uh, the young Buckeye star. That's a great fit. I like that pick a lot for them. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So I got Minnesota twenty four. Then your Buffalo Bills come on the clock at twenty five. Yeah. So I assess this team. Think about what some of their primary needs are. I'd really like to get a penetration style presence here at three tech to play between Daniel Hunter and Everson Griffin. I'd like an upgrade on the interior offensive line. Pat Elfline has not solidified, and he's playing guard now. Uh, Josh Klein, the other starting guard there in Minnesota right now. Uh, They're not having any problem getting the run game going, though. We'll say that for Minnesota. Dalvin Cook is off to a tremendous start this year. Almost has 1,000 yards through 10 games, Joe. He's got 991 rushing. So I'm going to go on the defensive side of the football. We got some athletic linebackers and Anthony Barr and Eric Kendricks. So I'm really dialed in on that three technique. And I think my guy is Raekwon Davis from Alabama because he's got all the potential in the world. And you and I talked to Jim Nagy this past weekend, and he made a great point about Alabama defensive tackles and what they're asked to do at Alabama versus what they're capable of doing. And he gave the example of why am I blanking on the name? Jerron Reed went up to Seattle. Jerron Reed. Reed. Yep. Yep. Jerron Reed had a great showing at the senior bowl, kind of opened eyes as far as what he could do that he wasn't necessarily asked to do on a game by game basis at Alabama. And he had 10 sacks last year. Raekwon Davis has all of the tools in the world. He's a little raw still, but he is a physical beast. He's a moldable ball of clay. And we saw what they did with a moldable ball of clay and Daniel Hunter. Let's see him do the same thing with Raekwon Davis. All right, I'm up. How did you? How much did you think about uh, Neville Gallimore or Marvin Wilson? Just curious. Wilson crossed my mind a bit. Okay. 
right. I got the uh, Buffalo Bills here at number 25. Uh, my heart would love to add a, a dynamic defensive lineman to the mix here, but I think I have to be real and understand that Josh Allen needs more playmakers. And I know that T Higgins has been a, a popular player to mock to the Bills in this spot, but I'm not going to do that because what makes T Higgins appealing is because of how good he is at the catch point and winning vertically down the field. Well, I don't really care about those things because Josh Allen can't throw the deep ball. So that doesn't help me in any way, shape or form. If he can't hit the deep ball uh, to, to John Brown, I'm not optimistic. It's going to happen to T Higgins. So let me give him a different weapon. One that can win in the areas where Josh Allen can also win. And right now, Josh Allen has been a very good short to intermediate thrower. And I think there's a weapon that wins very well in those areas, gives you a lot of yak potential, alpha qualities in those areas, a good athlete, just a dynamic playmaker, just not necessarily a player who you look at and say, that's the vertical threat. I'm talking about LaVisca Chenault, wide receiver from Colorado. I think you see what the Bills do with a guy like an Isaiah McKenzie uh, and how they sprinkle him into the offense, as well as Andre Roberts. I think he can really be the the most amazing version of that and allow John Brown and Cole Beasley to win how they win and, and really build the weaponry around Josh Allen in the way that can it can help him the most. So we're going Chanel here for the Bills of 25. Easiest pick of the draft thus far. The Dolphins are on the clock at 26. This is appropriate value for an interior offensive lineman. And center Creed Humphrey from Oklahoma is still on the board. We've drafted the quarterback into a Tunga Viola. Now we got to get protection for him. We used pass rusher, which was an area of emphasis for the Dolphins coaching staff with the second first round pick. Let's go ahead and get some offensive line help for Tua to replace Daniel Kilgore of the Dolphins offensive line. Creed Humphrey, Oklahoma is the pick. All right. I'm up with the New Orleans Saints. Um, I think people look at linebacker as a big need for this team. I don't necessarily love the options. Uh, I like Kenneth Murray, but I think I can get a comparable player on day two. For me, as long as I have Drew Brees as my quarterback, I want to make sure that he's surrounded with weapons. And I like Ted, uh, Michael Thomas, obviously, but I don't get overly excited about any other wide receiver on this roster. Let's give T. Higgins to Drew Brees and give him another really good route runner, catch point guy, guy that can stretch the field. And, uh, and let's help maximize what's left in the tank for Drew Brees by making sure he has all the weapons at his disposal necessary to make big plays. Like that dynamic, big body, guy who can make plays down the field. It's a good pick. Now we're on the clock for the Seattle Seahawks picking 28th. And I think this is the spot, Joe. I think this is the spot that the slide will stop for AJ Epinesa. <laughs> you think about Seattle and what they like in their defensive linemen. They got a type, LJ Collier, some linear explosiveness. They're not too worried about lateral bend. They like heavy hitters, violent, powerful dudes. Epinesa fits that mold. Jadavion Clowney, they, they will need to negotiate a contract extension with. And, and Ziggy Ansah being on the other side, with Rasheem Green behind him and, and Collier, the first-round pick last year, there's no such thing as too many good pass rushers. Epines, I think, is a stylistic fit for what Seattle has traditionally gravitated towards on the defensive line. 
and I think it makes a lot of sense. Give me Epinesa as a value pick to the Seahawks at 28. I like it. I like that one. I'm up with the Baltimore Ravens at pick number 29. I want to go to the defensive side of the football here. I think the the pass rush is something that can improve uh, in Baltimore. And there's a lot of guys that I think I'd like. You got Julian Aquara from Notre Dame, Eter Grossmanis from Penn, uh, Penn State. Um, and really, I don't know. I think that's kind of where the conversation ends for me. I like Curtis Weaver. Wouldn't love him in this spot. So it comes down you? to how dare you? feels like he's a lot like the players that they've they've brought in at times and didn't necessarily work out i think i'm gonna go with man aquara would be a good fit and so would gross models for different reasons i'm gonna go with the guy with the higher ceiling i think gross models he's got really exceptional physical tools uh and i think he can play both hand in the dirt and if you wanted to try some stand-up stuff with him it might be okay uh, but I think we we need to improve this pass rush, and I think Yeter Gross models from Penn State is good value here at 29. I like it. I like it. And then with them obviously also having um, – what's his name? Matt Judon. Expiring contract. Agent. Yeah, Matt Judon. Yeah. yeah, Matt Judon is an expiring free agent um, who was a player that they developed uh, from a small school guy into a pretty prominent presence on the edge. Gross Mono is kind of similar build as Judon. He's a little bit bigger, um, not quite as raw as what Judon was either. So I think that that's a pretty logical fit there, Joe. Uh, 30, Green Bay Packers, wide receiver. We're going to have a run on Penn State players here because I'm giving them K.J. Hamler. Woo! Ham- Hamler is explosive. He's super fun. I think he brings all of the different dynamics to the Packers wide receiver room that they don't already have. They have some vertical speed, but everybody in this group is size, size, size. So let's get a guy who has some short area agility, some super quick twitch, human joystick type components. Let him feast from the slot. Packers, pretty impressive what they did to overhaul the defense. Now let's really flesh out the offensive weapons and go and try and win another Super Bowl before Aaron Rodgers hangs it up. So KJ Hamler, the pick for the Packers got an interesting spot here with new england at 31 um man i think there's so many directions you can go um i'm thinking offensive tackle i'm thinking edge i'm thinking curtis weaver i'm thinking alex leatherwood man um what would Bill Belichick do, man? They've 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 gone two years in a row without really getting anything from Isaiah Wynn. Marshall Newhouse, the starting left tackle over there. Can they count on him next year? Maybe. Pass rushers might be harder to find. I'm gonna go with Curtis Weaver. This feels like a, a Belichick pick here at the back of the first round. I mean, this guy's been off the charts productive for Boise State. I don't think the Patriots have a ton on their defensive line that uh, is a true consistent winner without it being schemed up. I think he fits their type of brand and mold of defensive linemen. And uh, we'll go with Curtis Weaver here. Give him some pass rush on defense. You've redeemed yourself All right. for the uh, the Curtis Weaver slander when you were on the clock for the Ravens. I didn't love him for the Ravens. I don't know why, even though it's kind of a similar defense. <laughs> All right. San Francisco 49ers on the clock at 32. And I'm looking at the interior offensive line, specifically right guard. And I think there's a player that makes a lot of sense here, Joe. And he's a player who this year is playing offensive tackle. But last year, 
played right guard. Alex Leatherwood from Alabama is a player. Mike Person is that that starting right guard right now at this point in time for the San Francisco 49ers. Alex Leatherwood played guard last year, as I said. He's pretty athletic. Uh, I really like what he's able to do in short spaces. But I, I'm not in love with him on the edge, and I'm not in love with his hands, so there's a little bit of development there that needs to be uh, kind of cultivated. But putting him in between McGlinchey and, and, and West and Richburg gives them an opportunity to kind of work through some of those growing pains, still get an athletic upgrade, in my opinion, and uh, kind of fill a need simultaneously while staying true to the, uh, the philosophy that they've applied to building their roster thus far. Yeah, I like that a lot. Because worse, I mean, like you have an, an immediate answer at guard, but then you can also, like if Joe Staley winds up retiring soon, you yep. have a potential option there for him to to move to left tackle. Yep. So let's okay. recap, shall we? Sure. Do you want the first half or the second half? You know, I think I'll take the first half. Damn it. Okay, go ahead. All right. So I'm, what is that, 15 or 16? Boom. 16, right, stop uh, at 16. Bengals, number one, Joe Burrow. Uh, Redskins, number two, Tristan Wirfs. Giants, number three, Jace Young. Uh, Dolphins, number four, Tua Tungavailoa. Jets, number five, Andrew Thomas. Falcons, number six, Jeffrey Akuda. Browns, number seven, Isaiah Simmons. Buccaneers, number eight, Derek Brown. Broncos, number nine, Jerry Judy. Uh, Cardinals, number 10, Jedrick Wills. Lions, number 11, Tyler Biotis. Chargers, number 12, Christian Fulton. Jaguars, number 13, CeeDee Lamb. Raiders, number 14, Henry Ruggs. Justin Herbert, number 15 to the Titans. Eagles, number 16, Trayvon Diggs. Raiders, number 17, Dylan Moses, linebacker, Alabama. Colts, 18, Javon Kinlaw, interior defensive lineman, South Carolina. Panthers, 19, Grant Delpit, safety LSU. Jaguars, 20, A.J. Terrell, corner from Clemson. Cowboys, 21, Xavier McKinney, safety from Alabama. Dolphins, 22, Caleb on Chason, edge LSU. Chiefs, 23, Sean Wade, corner Ohio State. Vikings, 24, Raquan Davis, defensive tackle Alabama. Bills, 25, LaVisca Chennault Jr., wide receiver Colorado. Dolphins, 26, Creed Humphrey, center Oklahoma. Saints, 27, T. Higgins, wide receiver Clemson. Seahawks, 28, A.J. Epinesa, edge Iowa. Ravens, 29, Yatur Gross Matos, edge Penn State. Packers, 30, K.J. Hamler, wide receiver Penn State. Patriots 31, Curtis Weaver, Edge, Boise State, San Francisco 49ers 32, Alex Leatherwood, offensive tackle slash offensive guard, Alabama. Joe, that is going to do it for us today on the show. We hope you enjoyed the mock. Thanks for John Gruden and Ed Ogeron for carving some time out of their day to stop on by. We appreciate their continued support of the show. We appreciate your continued support of the show, so hit subscribe. Come on back, see us again tomorrow. We're going over college football, top 25 spreads. You don't want to miss it.